Welcome to the very first episode of Run of Show, a podcast presented by Volume Utah. I'm your host, Adam St. Simons. Each episode of Run of Show will feature guests centric to Utah's live music scene. Event producers, show promoters, and of course the artists we all know and love, Run of Show will offer a mix of insightful conversations and live acoustic performances on an ongoing basis. For more information, visit volumeutah.com, turning the volume up on the music that matters most. Today's guest is James Fleggy, the founder of Salt Lake City's annual ShredFest. ShredFest, set to take place on November 5th and 6th at Liberty Park, will feature performances from Hayden James, Jai Wolf, Chet Porter, Sebastian Paul, Bombargo, and more. Originally a Chicago native, James moved to Montana for college, where he originally started ShredFest as a fundraising event for the city of Missoula. This led him to a job working for Burton Snowboard's nonprofit, The Chill Foundation, which mentors at-risk and underserved youth, building self-esteem and confidence through board sports. James toured all over the U.S. for Burton and produced the U.S. Snowboarding Championships in Vail, Colorado for seven years. A few years ago, James decided to bring ShredFest to Salt Lake City. James is also the founder of Go Inspo Event Services, which provides event production services to clients such as Red Bull, Sierra Nevada, Sundance, South by Southwest, AT&T, and more. For more information and tickets to ShredFest, visit ShredFestival.com. Now, here's the podcast with James. Are we recording? We are recording. All right, James, welcome to the podcast. James Fleegy, correct? Ah, uh, Fleggy. Fleggy. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yep. You're going to be famous one day, I can tell. I don't want to be the guy that messes up the name. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's an honor to have you here today to talk about ShredFest and just your overall engagement with you know, the Salt Lake City and Utah music scene, along with everything that you do related to board culture and mountain sports, which is such a huge part of life here in Utah. So jumping right into it, what is ShredFest? So ShredFest is a community fundraiser event. Uh, we bring uh, the community from skiing and snowboarding to music uh, to show up at Liberty Park. Uh, it's a ski and snowboard rail jam, a lumberjack competition, a concert, food trucks, sponsor village, uh, beer fest, and uh, we have a bunch of nonprofits there as well. That's incredible. I actually went last year and I had a great time. Sweet. And you know, I think that it's something that's received really, really well throughout the local community. And I think it's especially a hallmark of our local event calendar because of the location. I think everybody loves events at Liberty Park and that there's not enough of them there. So really stoked that you are leading the charge and bringing this event back to Liberty Park once again. Yeah, uh, you can't ask for a better location in Salt Lake City. Absolutely. I mean, right downtown, right near downtown in between Sugar House, there's a beautiful pond there, a big hill, huge trees. Uh, we're so fortunate the city lets us put on a cool festival there. Yeah, it's awesome. And you actually bring snow to downtown Salt Lake, usually before we even have snow in the city. Correct, yep. Tell us a little bit about that process, because the Rail Jam is such a like a visually captivating element of this event. For people that might not even ski or snowboard, you know, you're building out essentially a terrain park right in the heart of downtown at Liberty Park that's a big component of this experience. Yeah, it's definitely no easy task, but it's fun. It's, it's actually funny because I have been collecting snow from uh, ice rinks um, since I was 15 years old. Or, or even younger, sorry, since like seventh grade. You've been collecting snow? Yeah, I mean, preseason or after the season. Um, so I know how this how it works, but basically the Zambonis at these ice rinks uh, 
store snow behind their building and hopefully it melts or they uh, or we we tell them to pile it up as much as they can and then we put concrete blankets over them which are really thick insulated blankets and that prevents it from the sun hitting it and this and the rain hitting it and then also insulates it so it stays cold and so we have them do that for about two weeks prior to the festival um and then uh, we come by with a dump trailer and a skidster and load it up into the dump trailer and then we uh, bring it in overnight into Liberty Park and then just like hoping that it doesn't rain or snow. And we keep it tarped always, but it's always a little bit stressful. But this year we're really stoked. We have Woodward handling all the snow this year, which is my first time in 15 plus years where I haven't like sourced snow early season um, just from Shredfest and just from growing up, setting up little parks uh, in my yard or, or whatever. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I never would have imagined that that's a component that goes into the actual production of this event. That's a really unique production element. So thank you for your service in terms of bringing this all together to be able to have this incredible event and that be a component of it. Across the board, I think that everybody could easily look at this and be like, this is an incredible offering. From, again, like the rail jam to lumberjack competition, that's amazing. That's a very unique thing to see. Along with all the incredible music, food trucks, et cetera, you know, we can get a little bit more into the lineup uh, in a moment, but I want to talk for a moment about what really inspired you to start Shredfest, because I've heard a little bit about your background and story, and it's really interesting, and I think that our listeners would love to know more about you and Again, like the whole just, I guess, history that brought you to where you are here now in Salt Lake City, bringing this amazing event to this community. Yeah, totally. There's a number of things uh, for sure, but the biggest thing was community. I, I noticed there was a little bit of a divide between us skiers and snowboarders and even uh, the, uh, the communities uh, involved. And I'm like, let's bring everyone together. And then along those lines, I also, in college, um, I noticed I'm like, literally everywhere I go for the two weeks or like, you know, the month prior before the ski resorts start, everyone's saying, Hey, where am I going to get a season pass? Uh, or where are you getting a season pass? Um, you know, where are you going this year? Do you have trips? Blah, blah. I'm like, well, why, why don't we just bring everyone together and have these conversations and like help out carpooling, help out networking and an opportunity to meet people, um, was, was definitely like the biggest driver in starting Shredfest. I'm like, let's get everyone in the same area to, to just chat about, uh, their upcoming season or, or what their plan is. I had no idea that that was the foundation of it. So you had said when you sent over kind of your bio for me to review, you had originally started this in Montana. Correct, and it was kind of like a, a, it was associated with your time at college, and that it was a fundraising event specifically for the city, right? So, and how long ago was that when you first did the first iteration of Shredfest? Uh, that was 2010. Oh wow! So, so you've been at this for a while. Yeah, we have. Uh, so we had it in Montana for about six years, and then we brought it to Salt Lake City, where we had it in Montana and Salt Lake. Since then, it's just been been blown up. That's incredible, man. And I definitely resonate with the sense of community that exists here. And there is kind of a divide between your skiers and snowboarders, especially with like ski only mountains and such. However, I think that there's just a general appreciation for powder and for big mountain riding here that really brings everybody together. You can feel it in the culture. And so it's great to have this kickoff events, you know, for the season. So you mentioned that your mission is to increase participation in the outdoor and music community and to give back to local nonprofits, uh, such as the ones like you yourself used to work for. Uh, you used to work with Burton Snowboards nonprofit, the Chill Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about your time with Burton and the Chill Foundation, along with maybe some you know, insight into the local nonprofits that you're supporting here in the local community through Shred, Shred Fest? Yeah, for sure. 
Um, mad props for, for Burton Snowboards. I, I learned so much working with them um, and, and all the opportunities there for sure. Uh, well, the Chill Foundation, uh, you teach life lessons and uh, snowboarding uh, to underserved and at-risk youth. Uh, I ran the Salt Lake City sites and the uh, Portland sites uh, for two years uh, and then three years uh, in Salt Lake. With with that opportunity, I, I started, you know, just like really visualizing um, how to grow Shredfest into a bigger, bigger community aspect. And um, and from there, I'm like, from the get go, Shredfest was about donating nonprofits. Like one, um, you know, it's it's very rewarding. Two, uh, it's it's just something that we care about is increasing outdoor outdoor participation. So we donate to those nonprofits that share our missions. Um, and, and, and that includes uh, uh, life lessons, snowboarding, and sustainability, and so on. That's awesome. And so that was the primary foundation of the Burton nonprofit, the Chill Foundation. So what other organizations are really out there doing the work that we're going to be able to learn more about at Shredfest over the weekend? We have uh, the Pride Center, and then we have uh, the National Ability Center out of Park City. And we have Stay, and then we have um, a couple others. Can't think of them right now. Definitely on the website, though, right? Yeah. All right, awesome, man. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate the fact that any any producer that is using their platform, right, to be able to make meaningful change within their local community or at large, I think it's really a prerequisite of work in this field at this point, right? It's something that we should all be doing. So to see that being such a prominent component of Shredfest is something that I believe is going to bring more people to it. And I think that we see it within the, you know, the snow sports culture to begin with, from Protect Our Winters to any of the local environmental organizations that are really doing the on-the-ground work that essentially is protecting the environments that allow us to go out there and have fun. Um, but there's so many, obviously. And so thank you for your work and service in that regard. It's awesome. So, you know, as we're speaking about, obviously, snowboarding and skiing, your work has brought you to a lot of really cool places, it seems, you know, from growing up in Chicago to obviously school, taking you out to Montana, then working with Burton. It seemed like you did some time in Denver as well. There's a Shredfest Denver, I saw. Yeah, we did a Shredfest in Denver. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Denver. It's such a great city. It's yeah, like the sister city to Salt Lake, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. I think uh, I, I, f- I do feel Salt Lake's, you know, growing at that at that speed right now. So it's pretty cool. Definitely, definitely. So in all of this, you've gone to all these incredible ski towns, these mountain communities. You started your own production company, Go Inspo Event Services, and it seems as though that production company has been really focused on doing events in these really cool locales, such as Sundance Film Festival. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with Sundance, specifically because it's you know relevant to the Utah event scene? You know they have some incredible music offerings there during the year, and it just seems like a point of interest. I think between your role as a music live music and event industry professional in our space, that I'd love to learn more about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, once once I really decided to do Shredfest all in. Um, I basically had to turn down all other jobs, and so I was looking for any little quick gig, and uh, and that kind of separated me from from the Chill Foundation. Um, I'm like, I don't have time for the Chill Foundation because I'm starting Shredfest. So therefore, my winter was kind of wide open between snowboarding and then just finding some gigs. So I started working Sundance, and I was you know driving around celebrities here and there, uh, working all night at one of the clubs or whatever. But you know, really started to network quite a bit. 
and I kind of came to realize and notice that a lot of the 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 clients and the sponsors that that come to to Sundance um, bring in these teams from New York and LA and et cetera. And I'm like, you know, we got a lot of great talent locally. Uh, you know, we can you know save you a little bit and also have just like some incredible local uh, talent out of Park City and and Salt Lake City. So you know, hire some of our friends, and then that just grew like massively. Um, the last year we did Sundance, we had like 70 people working with us, uh, fabricators, labor, um, promo models, um, you, you name it. Um, and so that's grown and our reputation has been really positive there. And so, uh, you know, we're working with clients now, Chase Bank, Tao, Warner Media, uh, and, and many more, um, this year. So we're stoked. That's incredible, man. So not only do you support essentially the advancement of board sports in the outdoors, along with an incredible list of nonprofit organizations, but you're also keeping it local as can be. So that's incredible, man. Like you're doing a lot. That has to feel exhausting. Like what's your bandwidth like these days between all of the various projects? Well, I have an incredible team that works their butt off. Uh, so like mad props to them. Um, but you know, a big thing is, you know, having that, that balance for sure. Um, you know, I have a morning routine that's, that's pretty rigorous. Uh, and that kind of just sets me up mentality, mentally and physically, uh, for the day. And then of course, you know, every day I'm creating another system or something somewhat more efficient or effectiveness. And so I, I keep creating more projects, but I keep on figuring out how to save time, whether it's delegating out to a team member or, you know, purchasing a software or whatever it may be. Um, but uh, a bit more, more props to our team that just like problem solves on the go. I was going to say, because it doesn't seem with all of this work that it leaves you with much time to actually ride. <laughs> so yeah. that would be like the biggest concern there, right? So um, as season starts to set in, where are you going to be riding at? What, what are your plans for uh, actually getting up on the mountain? Uh, well, I'll be mostly uh, going to Snow Basin and Solitude and Brighton, you know, all the Utah resorts. Uh, as well as a lot of the California resorts. I try to make it to Japan or uh, try to make it to Alaska um, at least once a year. So That's incredible, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you out on the mountain. I typically keep it the snowbird. I teach yoga there on Sundays at the Cliff oh, Spa. Sick. And so it's just become kind of my home base, but I also love Brighton. I've only been in Salt Lake for five years now, so I haven't gotten to experience all of them, but I do want to spend maybe a season just making the rounds and be able to experience everything that's out here in that regard. Yeah. Um, it's a very rich culture, obviously. So again, going back to just your experience within the event industry at large, you shared with me prior to coming into the studio to record that you have a really interesting background during COVID. Obviously during COVID, so many of us had our lives upended in the production industry, yeah. live events. And during that time period, you basically shifted gears and created a company called COVID Cowboys that allowed for on-site COVID testing. Is that accurate? Correct, yeah. Good description there. All right, cool. And that led you to an opportunity to do COVID testing on the set of Yellowstone? Yep, yep. That's incredible. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because what an incredible series and just the cast of actors and the mountain location of Montana, like that had to be just like a dream come true, especially during a period of time where everybody else was essentially on pause. Yeah, for sure. A, a big thing was... One, um, my, my brother happened to live right by the set of Yellowstone. So that was, that was really cool and, and an opportunity to have some family time during those kind of tough times. Um, but yeah, going from 80 events a year to zero was, was pretty, pretty wild. Um, but, you know, as we're trying to like 
problem solve and find a solution and adapt to the situation. Um, you know, making phone calls, seeing what friends are doing and how they're adapting and this and that. You know, we saw a need. You know, there was there was a lot of uh, confusion with COVID and you know. A lot of um, medical staff, absolutely incredible uh, when, you know, you're treating people, but the production behind the medical was a kind of a missing component that we noticed, uh, you know, setting up tents, uh, handling, um, you know, as simple as parking or traffic flow or, you know, foot traffic and signage and things like that. Um, and I, I kind of, we kind of like noticed like, wow, there's a little bit something missing here to just help making this more efficient. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, deep down, I'm like, I just want to get back to production. That's like why I started COVID Cowboys to try to help as much as we possibly could to get like through this and then get back to production. And then we like, once vaccines came out, we were trying to like pitch to help with vaccines, um, et cetera. We didn't never got into the vaccine kind of world, but, uh, back to Yellowstone, um, such an, a cool opportunity. Um, you know, it was, we were always learning on the go and figuring out, but, um, you know, I tried to make I tried to make the COVID testing thing. You know, was such a sensitive thing. Half the people really, you know, were were somewhat scared or nervous about it, and then the other half didn't believe in it. And especially being rural Montana, you know, you're dealing with a lot there. And so we tried to make it um, less. You know, uh, you know, we wanted it to be serious to a degree, but also somewhat like inviting. Um, just try to you know balance the uh, the different markets and people we were working with. So that's why we came up with the name COVID Cowboys, where it's like we can, because we're doing production and we're just trying to work, doesn't mean you're sick. It just means we're, we're preventing, you know, us from all not working, right? So it's like we, we can make this somewhat fun, you know? So it's like, let's wear cowboy hats. Let's like play music. Let's like have our signage be like six feet apart, like with hay barrels or like, you know, uh, different signage that like is somewhat funny and, and making like that neutral, um, you know, feeling where, you know, all laughter, I guess, you know, creates like neutralness between these different people we were working with. And so that was like my and our goal and like us, um, and, and, and a lot of props to my girlfriend, Emmy, she, she, uh, she came up with a lot of this. Um, and so, but, uh, it, we, we just like acted on it. That's incredible, man. So you got to bring <clears throat> essentially like the experience design into an environment that is, was really static and kind of just frustrating for everybody. So being able to make, you know, and I have a lot of friends that work in film production and I know that the uh, COVID safety requirements were some of the strictest across, across the board. Like the amount of testing that was happening between actual, you know, film crew, sound techs, engineers, hands, et cetera, and then the actual actors themselves. So you know, that's a, that's a really cool story to have through the COVID experience. Not everybody got to do something that much fun, really. Like, it seems incredible. So um, kudos to the creativity there, man. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm really excited for Shredfest this year. I feel like all of the work that you've done leading up to this point allows for you to continue to, you know, reiterate and tighten up the production and get more creative in the offering and expand. And this seems like it's one of the biggest lineups that you've had uh, across the various uh, billings that I've seen in the past. So do you anticipate a larger attendance this time through in terms of like how many people are going to be coming out and or just kind of the scope from vendors and other offerings, maybe other creative elements that we were discussing? Like, can you tell us a little bit more about what you have in store for Shredfest this coming weekend? Yeah, um, a lot of experience upgrades this year for sure. 
Um, you know, the biggest one is, you know, increasing our music budget to create like a larger draw and really impact more people uh, in a positive way. Uh, again, bringing everyone together. Um, but the, the biggest thing this year was, you know, we were kind of reaching a little bit of a cap on um, the amount of folks that are were just like interested in like uh, the the music scene and budget and, you know, the Rail Jam experience. And the goal of ShredFest is to get people to come uh, for multiple reasons to kind of notice that this is the outdoor community is is friendly and like inviting and et cetera. So it's like, oh, I'm going to come for the Lumberjacks, but like, oh, this is a cool rail jam. Maybe I'll try skiing this year or I'm going to come for the music. And then, uh, you know, wow, this rail jam is really cool. Maybe I'm going to try skiing again. It's been a while um, this year. Uh, and then vice versa, same with the music community and the ski community. So kind of works the same way as like these multiple entertainment pieces where we try to want people to participate and make it like a tangible experience. Um, uh, you know, the overall goal is just to increase participation and getting people out of the house and, and, you know, doing fun stuff. That's incredible, man. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners regarding ShredFest or any of the other incredible projects that you're working on right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, our lineup this year is looking massive. We have my brother coming. He's DJ Fleggy. He's uh, a dad in Whitefish, Montana, and sometimes gets on the decks, but he's been practicing this past uh, couple weeks. But uh, So we got DJ Fleggy. We got Artemis, uh, who's a local, Simba Sachs, uh, and then Chet Porter. Uh, Hayden James, uh, those guys are mostly on Saturday, um, as well as Bambargo. Uh, and then um, our other guys on Sunday, we got uh, Venny Sun, which is a San Diego buddy of mine, uh, super cool surf rock. Uh, and then we got Jai Wolf, Sebastian Paul. Um, so we're we're excited. We think this lineup's going to just like blow it up. Um, we are at like well over double ticket sales than usual. Um, so we're just kind of been prepping. We have a big team meeting right after this. Um, but yeah, we're stoked. That's awesome, man. If people wanted to learn more about ShredFest and or purchase tickets, where should they go? Uh, shredfestival.com. Nice. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. James, thank you so much for joining us today in the studio. Really, really looking forward to ShredFest and all the other you know, various events that you're running production lead on. And we look forward to having you back again sometime soon. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate right. it. Peace. <laughs>